You're listening to Grace and Truth for Today, a ministry of Cleveland Baptist Church and Pastor Peter Folger. Born out of a desire to connect with our church family during the coronavirus pandemic, Grace and Truth for Today exists to highlight the need for a fullness of grace and truth in the lives of believers and to encourage you in your daily walk with God. For more information about Cleveland Baptist Church, please visit clevelandbaptist.org. Now here's Pastor Pete with Grace and Truth for Today. Welcome to Grace and Truth for today. This is your host, Pastor Pete Folger, uh, here with the Cleveland Baptist Church. And uh, it is Friday, the uh, final day of the week. Seems like these weeks come and go so quickly. Uh, but here we are on Friday. And of course, it's a holiday weekend. Labor Day, of course, is Monday. And um, even though it is a holiday weekend, let me encourage you, uh, if you're able to and you're in town, to be faithful uh, to uh, your house of worship, be in the place where God has led you. And to serve the Lord with gladness, be involved, be faithful, and uh, certainly the Lord will bless you for it. Uh, God has given us a great summer, and uh, we're, we're thankful for souls that have been saved and folks that have identified with the Lord uh, in the church through baptism, and uh, people that have been helped and being discipled. We're thankful for all of these things. And uh, truly, even in the midst of a uh, pandemic, uh, God is still on the move, and God is still at work, and we're thankful for these things. I am, uh, of course, coming to you again from Genesis chapter number 42, and um, the Bible tells us, of course, that Joseph's brothers uh, had come to buy bread, they'd come to buy corn, and when they arrived, the Bible says in verse number 7, and Joseph saw his brethren, and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them, and spake roughly unto them, and he said unto them, whence come ye? And they said, from the land of Canaan to buy food. Then Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew not him. The Bible says that he accused them of being spies and some other things. He was a little unkind to them for a time. And he said this, he says in verse number 17, and he put them all together into ward three days. That just means into prison. And then I want you to listen to verse number 21. And they said one to another, we are verily guilty concerning our brother in that we saw the anguish of his soul when he besought us and we would not hear. Therefore is this distress come upon us. I want to talk to you briefly today with the time that we have available to us about the principle of sowing and reaping. The principle of sowing and reaping. You know, years prior, these brothers had forced Joseph into a pit. And now the tables have turned, haven't they? And now he's putting them into prison for three days. He spoke roughly to them and he had accused them of being up to no good. And things, again, were so difficult and scary for these men that they were convinced that this was happening. All of this was happening because of some seed that they had sown years earlier. Now, the Bible tells us that, verse number 9, Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed of them. The Bible indicates in verse number 21 that they remembered some things as well. Uh, that The memory is... a uh, uh, a long thing. It sticks around with us for a long time. It doesn't often go away, especially those traumatic elements and pivotal moments of our lives. And Joseph remembered his dreams. These, these boys, these men, they remembered what they had done to him. And they said, they said, we, we are reaping what we have sown. We've been guilty all of these years for what we did to our brother. We, we heard his screams, his cries from the pit and as he was being led away and we did nothing 
we did nothing. We continued to sow seed that has now come back to get us. Can I say that they were exactly right? The principle of sowing and reaping is a law that simply cannot be eliminated. It cannot be reversed. Long after this story takes place, the Apostle Paul takes his pen in hand, and he writes in Galatians chapter number 6 and verse number 7, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That is a key word. The very thing that he sows is the very thing that he's going to reap. I want to share with you three principles of sowing and reaping. I'm sure you're, you're probably familiar with most of them. You've probably heard them before. They're not original with me, but they certainly came to my mind as I was preparing for this devotion this morning. Number one, the first principle is a very simple one, and that is this, you reap what you sow. He says that in verse number seven, doesn't he? For whatsoever man soweth, that, that, that shall he also reap. He goes on to make it a little bit more clear in verse number eight. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Simply put, if you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption because that is the fruit of the flesh. The flesh is in a state of decay. And those who sow to the flesh will eventually regret it. They'll reap fleshly things. They'll reap corruption. He says this, but if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap life because that is the fruit of the Spirit. It's life. It's the beautiful things in life. Love and joy and peace and long-suffering. It's eternal life. Life everlasting. That's what the Spirit offers. That's what the Spirit brings. Joseph's brothers had sown deceit, hadn't they? They had sown hatred. They had sown wickedness. And they were now reaping those things. As Joseph recognizes them, but he deceives them. They don't recognize who he is. He looks different, and he does not reveal himself to them immediately. To them, he's just some harsh Egyptian ruler, but he knows the truth, and he deceives them into thinking that that's what he is, but in reality, he's their brother. The hatred that they had sown, I suppose, for just a minute, Joseph thinks, I'm going to put them in jail for three days, and I'm going to make life a little difficult on them so that they can see what they have done to me. Oh, you reap what you sow. But notice there's a second principle, and that is this. You reap more than you sow. You reap not only what you sow, but you reap more than you sow. Jesus told a parable during his earthly ministry. He talks about a sower going out to sow, and, and, he, and he says, as he's giving information about this parable, as the disciples had said, tell us what exactly does this mean? We don't understand it. And he says, but he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. The point that I'm trying to make and that Christ was making was that seed sown that brings forth fruit never brings forth just that which was sown, but it always brings forth more. It, brings, it can bring forth 30-fold. It can bring forth 60-fold. It can bring forth even 100-fold. Obviously, if we're sowing for a living, I mean sowing, we're a farmer, we're sowing seed, we, we want that 100-fold return, don't we? But when, but when we've sown to the flesh, when we've sown as Joseph's brothers did, we want 30-fold. We want less than that if we can. We want as little as we can get back in return, and yet the simple truth of the matter is, you reap more than you sow. 
Joseph's brothers were learning this truth. Again, his fear overcame them, and, and they wondered. Think about this. As he puts them in jail for three days, they wondered if they would ever see their family again. Sort of sounds familiar, doesn't it? As Joseph is in that pit, they're talking about killing him. Joseph thinks, will I ever see my dad again? Will I ever see my brother Benjamin again? As Joseph is being pulled out of that pit, perhaps hope begins to build up in him. Oh, they're going to let me go. They're going to show kindness to me. But instead, they turn him over to the Midianite merchantmen. And he is placed in their hands and he is led away to Egypt and he stands there in the auction block of the slaves and he's convinced I'll never see my family again. Who's responsible for that? Who put him in that place? His brothers did. Who had sown that seed? His brothers had sown that seed and now they were reaping just as they had sown. Every day in that jail, will I see my wife again? Will I see my children again? Will I see my father again? You reap more than you sow. And then I want to say finally, not only do you reap what you sow and you reap more than you sow, but number three, you reap later than you sow. The Bible tells us this truth in Numbers chapter number 32 and verse number 23. The Bible says this, Be sure your sins will find you out. Be sure your sin will find you out. All these years, these guys thought that they had gotten away with it. No one knew what they had done. No one would ever punish them. There would be no consequences for their actions other than just, again, a guilty conscience, which by now probably had subsided some, at least until they found themselves in the pickle that they were in. Can I say that sometimes it takes a while for that seed to grow and produce, but I'm reminded as the Bible reminds us in Numbers 32, that it always, it always produces. No farmer goes out into his field in the springtime and sows seed and goes out the next day expecting to be able to reap. He knows that there is a period between sowing and reaping. Depending on what you're sowing, it can take a whole lot longer. I think maybe I'd mentioned not too long ago a family in our church that planted a buckeye tree. They're from the state of Ohio and they're Buckeyes, and so they thought that would be something they'd like to do in their home. They're a little little bit old, middle age, I suppose, retired at least. And, and they said to me as I stood there and I looked at that tree, they said, we'll, we'll likely never see the fruit of that tree. They sowed the seed. Someone else will, uh, will reap the fruit that comes from that Buckeye tree. Why? Because there's a period between when we sow and when we reap. And sometimes we, sometimes we convince ourselves that that the reaping will never come. Because that period sometimes can be so long. In the case of Joseph's brothers, it was years. We may not know exactly how many years it was, but it was years between when they had sown and when they had reaped. Perhaps it was so long that they had convinced themselves it would never happen, but this scripture reveals to us you sometimes you reap more than you sow, and you reap later than you sow, but you always reap that which you sow. So may we be reminded of this. Today, today is Friday. Let's sow some good seed. I, I can't go to Thursday. I can't go to Wednesday. I can't go to Tuesday. I can't go back 10 years ago and redo some of the things that I've done. I may have reaped already or I may still yet to reap in those things. But here's what I can do. I can begin to sow good seed today and sow more good seed tomorrow. Sunday's coming. 
Sow some seed on Sunday. Be in church. Bring your family to church. Get up on Monday and read your Bible. Pray. Walk with the Lord. Lead your family well. Be a man of integrity and character and honor. You may not have been those things in the past, but you can begin being those things today. Why don't we sow to the Spirit and of the Spirit reap life everlasting? And why don't we quit sowing to the flesh? Because when we sow to the flesh, it reaps corruption. Father, thank you for this truth. Thank you for your word. Oh, how applicable it is to our lives. How helpful it is to us. Principles of sowing and reaping, clearly, clearly spelled out in the Bible, not only in word, but also in action. We see in the life of Joseph's brothers a, a reaping that which they had sown. We pray, Lord, that you'd help us to begin to sow good seed today and tomorrow and the next day. May we spend the rest of our lives sowing good seed so that we can reap life, life everlasting. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks again to tuning in to Grace and Truth for today. I hope it's been a blessing to you. If it has been, let me encourage you to share it with others. Let me also encourage you to subscribe if you're downloading this from a podcast uh, form and leave us a rating and review as well. Hey, have a great weekend, great holiday weekend. Hope to see you in church on Sunday. God bless. Thank you for listening to Grace and Truth for today. If this podcast has been helpful to you, take a moment to share it with others by offering a rating and review. Grace and Truth for Today is a production of Cleveland Baptist Church and Pastor Peter Folger. Cleveland Baptist Church is located at 4431 Tiedemann Road in Brooklyn, Ohio. We invite you to visit our website at www.clevelandbaptist.org and we would love to see you soon. Thank you.